All right, guys, welcome back to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is part three of a three-part series with Alex Littlejohn. I'm Chris Baca, and this is my brother from another mother, Mr. Jared Truby. Real talk. And we are going to take you on a journey. That's right. Woo! Alex does specialty hey. sales for Equator Coffees and Teas. She is also the membership chair of the Barista Guild of America and is the SCA education counselor. Hello, Alex. What's going on, Baca? Oh, I'm just having a great party time. Crap. Where was your first, and who served it, if you can remember, that shot of espresso? Oh, like the God shot? The one. The first, yeah. Oh, and if you if you got a few, like, let's hear them, because we can shout them out. Oh, no. Cool. Oh, no, I remember. You remember? I remember just, I remember, yep. It's it was, okay if um, it was Chris. And it was many years after I was in coffee, especially coffee. Uh-huh. I hadn't had a shot that good yet. Um, it was at Remedy mm. in oh, Oakland. Oakland. Was it Paul Was Halverson? it Paul Halverson? No. Tell me it was Pele. No, it was uh, Jessica Casey. Oh, oh, Eureka Coffee. She's got a little truck. Yeah, she's she, a badass. She's certified. such a badass, and she was so pretty, and she had this red lipstick on. She was so nice to me, and my good friend Scott Rayo sent me in there. Oh, Scott. And he was like, you should go to Remedy, because this is on my like coffee vision quest where I wanted a job anywhere. Yeah. Um, And I was like, hey, are you guys hiring? Like, I'd love to work here. She's like... We'd love to have you, but we're closing. Like, yeah. we're probably going to be shutting down. R.I.P. Like, That's true. I've been there a few times. Remedy was cool. Remedy was a great yeah. coffee shop, and they served Ritual, and I had, I think it was a shot of the sugar tooth? Sweet tooth. Sweet, Sweet tooth. tooth. Sugar tooth. Wait, wasn't there a sugar something or other? Uh, Never mind. Sugar you, cat. Sugar cat. That's another company, it's probably. Like, Sugar Glider, Intelligentsia. That's oh, what it was. that's what yeah. it is, yeah. yeah. See, I feel better now. But no, yeah, the Sweet Tooth, and it was banging. It was so good, and I was with a buddy of mine that was not in coffee at all, and I changed his life that trip, and now he, he only drinks cold brew coffee. Yeah, he's, <laughs> um, awesome. he's, like an, he's like a vet, and he's just like, he's actually moving to Fresno, and he's like, I don't go anywhere without cold brew coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> What's his cold brew of choice? Um, do whatever I give him for free. Just whatever. Perfect. Yeah. Freeze the right. Uh, yeah, I showed him how to make it with a pillowcase and like a let's do it bucket from Home Depot, and he was so stoked. Is that BPA free? <laughs> it doesn't need to be if it's home use and it's it's cold. Co- it's cold water. It's not yeah. even extracted. Yeah, yeah, okay. Fine. Just don't put it in the sun. Woo! It's not sun coffee. I love sun tea. <laughs> Sidebar. Sidebar. Okay. Yeah, Jessica was great. She came down and did a, a training with her posse at Verve like a, a long time ago. And you could hang out with her for like 10 minutes and then feel like you knew her for like a year or something. Yeah, she's a great lady. Um, I'm really proud of her and her truck. She's been wanting to do that for many years. So, yeah. Who have been some of your mentors in coffee? Mentors are people that I look up to. They're very different. Well, talk about both. Um, Let's go mentors first. Mentors. mentors is, yeah, they're the fresh makers. Definitely so. Heather Perry. Understandable. She's um, a badass. Definitely Heather Perry. Definitely Bronwyn Serna. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably uh, Jana Oppenheimer. Recently, mm. um, mostly she's been a really great uh, mentor for me. Of course, Helen Russell. Yeah. Um, and Maureen and Brooke over at Equator, but and Devora, Devora, Devora Frolic. Mm-hmm. She just recently changed her name from Freudiger to Frolic. Did she really? Yeah. Good job, Devora. Because Freudiger and Wallach mesh Frolic. together. Oh, okay. Are they both so, Frolickers now? Yeah. Oh, it's great. They're amazing. It's like Julia and Todd Castle. Um, yeah, totes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like those, those, all of those are probably pretty, pretty good ones. Um, someone I always watch and like try to follow are people. Like I do follow Kyle and Charles quite a bit. Yeah. 
um, just to see what they're doing. I wouldn't call them mentors, though. Like innovators I, of sorts. They're innovators in a lot of ways, and I mm-hmm. kind of like to stand back and watch to see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, another another group that I like to kind of watch are, are you you guys, too, like what you guys are doing mm, all the time with the customer service. Jared, you're still the face of the customer service uh, PowerPoint through the PGA. <laughs> Thanks, Ann Nylander. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but yeah, oh, and you know, and Tracy Ging. Mm. Tracy Ging is probably w- one of my favorites just because she moves through the world with dignity, n- dignity and grace in everything she does. You know what I think is, um, well, first of all, all those names span like so much space. It feels like. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how many of them are together? Besides, well, no. like, you know what I'm saying? Well, what? Yeah. Well, you said Jana Oppenheimer recently. Yeah. Which I would have said that. And you would have 2008, said 2008, seven, yeah. six? Yeah. Because yeah. she was Fuego. awesome. And she is awesome. And she is awesome. Yeah. But like she was, I remember we met her and she was at Stumptown and mm-hmm. just killing it. She's always killing it, but yeah. I've only ever been in the job where I needed a mentor like that recently. Right. Mm-hmm. And I called her up. Um, and was like, hey, like, I want to do this. Like, I'm finally in a place where I think that sales isn't a bad word anymore. Mm. Like, let's, what should I do? Right. And it's good to have that from someone who's outside your company that's a little older, mm-hmm. that maybe is able to guide you in that way. And she's been awesome. She was successful, too. Very right. successful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see what you want and you ask, hey, how did you get there? Like, that's how you're successful in this life. So. If you're willing to learn. Yeah. Right? I'm like, I hang on every word that she says. So, and then Browen just for patience, because that she has like the patience of Job and is like just an amazing human being with positivity. Little mighty mouse is what oh. she is. Yeah, you know, she's living in Singapore now. Yeah, I she saw really? that. Congratulations, Working for the new black. Bro. Yeah. Oh, is Will still there? I don't know, man. Uh, he was there when I saw at USBC. He was still there. Or W. Which one was that? WBC. WBC. Seattle. Yeah, I saw him and he was still there. He brought some coffee from like Thailand. Yeah, she's killing it over there. She just moved. We talk on FaceTime calls now. Man. In the morning, because that's when she <laughs> is getting off. Oh, work. yeah. What's the time difference? Uh, I can talk to her. No, no. I can talk to her on my drive home at 5 o'clock. And I'm in traffic in LA. And she's walking to work in Singapore. Good golly. So we have a... And it's walking to work in Singapore the next day. Like the tomorrow. So I'm talking to the future. <laughs> I'm Bronwyn Serna. I'm the future. In the future. <laughs> she is the future. <laughs> what is, um, you do sales. Yes. What's the, what do you love about doing sales? Because you, you just said, you know, coming to a place for you to where like, okay, sales isn't a bad word mm-hmm. anymore. And I can just kind of embrace this job that I have. What do you love about doing sales? Uh, the travel. The travel and like also just meeting new people and trying to build their concept for them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like being a retail manager, but not having to babysit. Right. Like you still have to take calls at 10 o'clock at night if something happens. But I like the win. I like the hunt too now. That's kind of fun. You like the hunt? Yeah. Like, oh, I wonder if they're going to come work with us. Is that going to happen? You know, and the money's not bad either. Like you make commission. You like stalking your prey like a tiger? Like like a a a Bengal tiger? Like a nice tiger walk? Yeah. Just like right right up to (laughs) him. Yeah, man. It's good. And plus, you get to meet a lot of people. You get to meet a lot of people and hear what their concepts are. Like, we have a new account opening up in Pasadena called Creams and Dreams. Creams and Dreams. That's a name. That's a name, man. Shout out to the creamy dreamers. And they're going to be, like, doing rager ice, like, nitrogen ice cream and, like, coffee and stuff. Love that. It's just, they want to be different. 
So that's pretty cool. I, I get to work with people like Thomas Keller. I get to work with people like Ta- Susan Goen and that whole restaurant group. And then I so. asked um, your coworker, Ian Levine, the same question. Um, you guys both do jobs that don't necessarily deal directly with coffee. Mm, would, I wouldn't say that. Would you Would you do sales for another company? Would no. you do sales outside of coffee, or no. is there something special about the coffee industry that like draws you in and you're here? Yeah, it's it's all about the coffee. Right. I, I believe in the product. Um, if I don't believe in the product, I don't sell it. So if it's that's why I don't we don't sell shitty equipment we don't sell shitty coffee um we don't sell shitty service so i believe in it but right. i'm not gonna go out and like i, w- I was headhunted recently for like a sales job that was outside of coffee and i was like i'm good <laughs> that You're does not sound like fun yeah, sorry you know what's funny about equator is they so i've dealt with um yeah maria cleveland and uh i'm blanking on her name the other Alan russell Alan. Brooke. yeah yeah, Helen, right? Helen's the one you know. Helen, no, 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 and Maria back in the day, because Maria used to be there. But they were back when Verve first opened. They came in and they were, they were so gracious and awesome. They came in together and they were, they were really, um, they showed this level of like care about human beings that I fully related to. But what's also interesting is it's like Equator has gotten themselves out there without being loudmouths you know what i'm saying or like cool exactly yeah. like without trying to be cool which i actually very much appreciate it's like it's like they're letting their product and their service and things speak for themselves mm-hmm. which is like to me the most badass thing ever a I lot mean, of companies are like look at me we're doing this yeah we got nitro and cold brew we got the coolest branding and it's like they do have good branding and all that but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i i just i guess it's more of a, a moment of just me recognizing like a moment that i had but is there anything to that? Like there's all these people involved with the equator that a lot of us probably know, but we don't see or hear from, is there like, is there intention to that? Is is that part yes. of the company's ethics? Is that kind of like their vision? Yeah. Our, our company ethos stands behind why we have so many rad certificates. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also a B corporation. I don't know if you know what a B corp is, but that means whatever profit we make every year goes back to our staff or at least a good portion of that. So, I like had this moment where I was watching one of our baristas who's kind of like a little aggro right now, but like kind of he's pouring swans and phoenixes and like oh, he's learning he's Jesus. learning how to do the the <laughs> the coffee order and he's starting to be responsible for people and stuff and like he's probably like twenty four or twenty five and he's sitting there with our like our four oh one K guy and he's like so into it and like, Oh my god, like I'm such a grown up. He's like having like a moment <laughs> and I'm just watching through the glass and I'm like Dude, like, this is a full-time barista with a 401k and health insurance that he doesn't have to pay for. You know, like, he doesn't put, have to put anything into that 401k. He doesn't have to pay for anything for health insurance. All he has to do is show up and, like, make coffee in front of this little surf shop for four, 30 hours a week. I think that's the coolest thing ever. That's a rough life right there. You know? It's You can't take, it, um, it's amazing. take that for granted. No, and that's the whole company ethos, like... Helen and Maureen both grew up in New York didn't grow up with a lot of money and they wanted to make sure that every employee they hired had health insurance and that could have a sustainable and thriving life. Um, We've walked a lot of our staff through hard times in life and Mm -hmm. they've been really supportive to me. So they're just incredible. I mean, can you imagine if you had that job when you were like 21, 22? No, that's basically what you and I dream about doing. (laughs) 
That's like, cool. you know, you'd be like, what? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is it's like anybody who's young and in coffee and if you have a job that's offering you these things, don't take it for granted. No. I mean, we didn't, we all, most of us, probably all three of us, did not have that option and we worked for great companies, but that was, that's kind of a new thought in coffee. That's kind of a new thing and somebody's paving the way. I mean, sure, they've been around for what, 16, 18, 20, how long? 20 years. 20 years. So, I mean, sure, they've got some, they've got some clout and they've got some, some, it's still, it's a, it's such a great thing. I like dream about doing that with Cat and Cloud one day. That's yeah. like a dream. It's a, um, I mean, up until this year, we've done a lot of growth, but they've always put in more than that three percent as mm-hmm. well. So, I feel strongly that they have our best interest at heart. Yeah. And I've never ever had, and maybe it's because it's all ladies that are running it. Who knows? But like, the ladies <laughs> are always like, "How are you doing today? How's it going?" Like, there's a lot more conversations working for an all woman owned mm. company. Guys but, do have it all up in their minds a lot. But yeah, it's like, thank you. Helen says thank you like five times every time she gets on the phone with me. I love it. It's incredible. So We're, we're I, looking for questions. Well, I, I just tweeted out. I tweeted and I didn't realize that you tweeted. Double tweet. So if you guys are looking at the True Baca Twitter and you're like, why are they tweeting the same thing like 30 seconds apart? It's just, it's, just so one, it's just one of the pitfalls of two people having access to the same account. It's also a pitfall of us thinking the same So way. we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you tweeted as well. I tweeted the same thing. Did well, we tweet like a We're in a studio. Like... You were like, we're in the studio. And oh. then you're like, what's the questions? And I'm like, we're in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> you two, um, I was talking to Devorah about you two. Oh, and I was no. like, yeah, I'm going to go down to Santa Barbara and do the Cat and Cloud podcast. It's going to be so much fun. And she's like, oh, my God, are they are they living in the same city now? I was like, no, I think uh, Chris is still in Slow and Jared's still in Santa Barbara. And she just hangs her head and she goes, that must just be so hard for them. <laughs> being so far <laughs> apart. I mean, it's just... What are they doing? Anyone who's done a long distance relationship will understand. <laughs> he sleeps on my couch two nights a week. It's going to pan out though. <laughs> All right. So picture this. Picture the opportunity, right? Say somebody does want to get to green coffee and they want to buy green coffee. And they come into our company and we teach them, first of all, just the basics. They come in, they learn how to run our store, they learn coffee. They do their palate development. They do their P&Ls and their business and their budgeting and they do their projections. And then they get to this level where we're like, we trust you. You understand what we like in our coffee. You understand how to how to buy a certain amount at a certain amount of money and like stay within this budget. We trust you. Go buy us all of our Colombian coffee for this year. Whoa. See you later. We trust you for that. You, after you go through the amount of knowledge that we trust that to happen, right? And to, to have that be available on all levels. So the idea of this company would be, I know all the ins and outs of retail and sure there's a lot of things that come with that. There's merchandising, there's cleanliness, there's all the stuff, customer service, blah, 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 blah. I know P&L and budgeting and business and I know all that stuff and waste management and all those things you hear people talk about, palette development, teaching barista and all the, to this level where Chris and I are like, we trust you. You have passed through this now onto the next, onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. And when you've gone through every single thing that we could physically and possibly teach you, you're at the top of our company and we'll call it something or other. And I don't know what that is. Right. Still new. We still have a lot to work out. So do you want to have more of a collective cooperative type of company where people can buy in for equity? Or? I feel like it's more in my mind about encouraging people to go do their own thing. And in yes. my in my perfect world, hmm. the person that works for you that's like at the top of their game is not going to stay at your company. And they shouldn't. And they shouldn't. They should be the ones who are just like, you should want to employ the people who are so badass that they're going to own their own company. And if you can help them start that company, that's mm-hmm. great and awesome. And then they go away knowing everything that you taught them 
but you already have way more badasses coming in underneath there. I mean, the the quint like the classic problem that a lot of people have in smaller companies is just like everybody wants to be like that. Um, well, not everybody, but a lot of people want to be that. I want to be that career barista. You know, I want to make a living wage, like just slanging coffee. But for for a lot of you know, depending on where you live, the economics of coffee might not even support that. Like. If you're at a bigger company, yeah, maybe you can be a green buyer. Maybe you can be a roaster. Maybe you can do all those things. If your company's small, maybe you're like leading the floor. You're at the top of the food chain. There's nowhere else for you to go. But if you've learned enough stuff throughout those years there and you're like, you want to go crush it? You go fucking crush it. Oh, totally. It. I mean, when people leave Equator, it's always like, how can we help you? You know, mm-hmm. like David Pohl was our green buyer and all that. And yeah. he's still a co owner with us in Sphinca Sophia. Right in our farm in Panama, so it's like, but he went he went on to bigger and better things over at Farmer Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would not discount the people that like are are like me. I don't want to open my own company. Right, I, I don't. I don't want to do that. I want to make somebody else's company awesome, mm-hmm. and I want to make it to where like I can just do this job and have a good time. Right, and I'm happy there. I say don't discount those people just because like totally they're, they're not the they're not all like that. Because if I was, if something like, if Equator burned to the ground tomorrow or something like that and I didn't have a job, right? Um, I don't know if I'd open my own shop. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. That's fair. And you wouldn't necessarily have to open your own shop. And that's, that's, it's more like the dream of like, those are the kind of people and that's what you want to No, you want, you want an oper- an entrepreneurial like setting and something that you can grow with people and help them grow. Yeah. I almost picture it as like the opportunity to organically spread and encourage people to spread specialty coffee in such a way where each shop will sustain itself and well, that's it. Sustain itself. They'll, yeah. they'll be, they'll be spectacular and awesome. If, if that culture is instilled and I, I believe people have tried it and I think places have kind of got it. But if, if that's what you open with your philosophy to be, you're totally right. People well, don't I, have to like go because they, I don't think we've got shop. like slightly tangential, but I, I think like the, <laughs> the key to, a lot of what we're talking about is that at every aspect, every single level of the business, we want to make sure people have as much access to as much of the information as possible. So there's nothing that's like secretive to them. So mm-hmm. if you feel, cause you know, a bunch of people who've managed cafes and like I make the schedule and order the milk, but like as a whole, they don't really know how to manage a cafe like a to Z and hoping to, you know, kind of bring up people that, really understand every aspect of the business from a to z so if they wanted to open their sh- own shop they could i don't know i don't know so does that mean you would about. not hire rock stars or you can like just have a bunch of little baby baka and tribute proteges running around or like i don't you? know there's different, maybe there's different like we talk about this sometimes me personally i would rather not hire rock stars they don't really do anything for me um well I, I, I maybe hire, not maybe not like the flashy rock star you know what i mean though like people with experience yeah, I don't really care about them as much. <laughs> I picture. Yeah, I mean one or two. I'm not saying like if you have experience <laughs> and you apply for a job, or you're just like, you know, you suck because you have experience. But like, I feel like the people are are really where it's at. Uh, you know, I can train people how to make coffee, pretty easily. Train people how to do customer service. There's some people who are better at it than others. I want good people. Yeah, for me, it's more. It's it's less about who or what you've done in the industry, and more. Are you lined up? Do you want to get close to the mic? Do you want to grow? Do you want to 
do you want to jump on and see the same value? Do you want do you want the same things as Chris and I? And if if you're just in it to work with cool people potentially, or and I don't even consider us cool. I think that's why I'm weird. Is it's like everybody's a human being, no matter yeah. what rock star you are, at whatever level, you still come down. You're still a human being who's not perfect, including you know like nobody's nailing it everywhere well, ever. I guess I asked that question to you because I think the concept from like Blueprint is so cool. The way that Nora and Andrew and Mike over there are kind of cooperatively doing it. See, I don't know much about how they work their business, but I would love to know more. I know you. Do you would. guys want to be on the podcast? Did All of you, please. Nora, come on. Mike, and Andrew. Can we Skype you in? Uh, you totally could. They're amazing. Okay. All of you, Nora, Mike, Andrew, we're Skyping you in. Uh, Can I, I'm going to tweet to Blueprint right now. Let's see if they come in. I'm going to tweet to him right now. But I mean, yeah, I, I think what Jared said kind of sums it up. It's like whether you're a rock star or not, it's all about the vision aligning. Mm -hmm. That's like the most important thing. Do we want the same things out of this relationship? Value the same things. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we want people to understand how to run a sustainable business and we want to empower them to do so. Like I wrote in one of my blogs, I just one of our blogs, but <laughs> it's one of those things. I hate it's the, my blog. Yeah, it's true. Boko. We're the same man. Now it's a cat and cloud. I'm confused. What I don't want and I actually hate and I've actually been made to feel this way in the past is that you can't do it. Right. And I think maybe a lot of people in our industry have been made to feel that way and maybe even have started to believe it. And they're. I want to be one of the catalysts for the other side of it where it's like, yes, you can if you care and you pay attention and you let people and I'm first to admit it forever. I'll be learning no way in hell. I know everything, but I still want to pass it on and I still want to encourage somebody who's probably a genius <laughs> to do something that other people wherever they're at are convincing them that they can't do. And I want to give them the tools to do so. And I want to be like, Sure, you're right. Some people should work and forever be the best green buyer of some of the stuff in our company or whatever. Sales or just be allowed to something. like flow. You right. know what I mean? Like I, I feel confident that if I got burnt out on sales, right, and right. I just didn't want to talk to people for a minute, mm -hmm. Equator would totally be like, go work in the production house. See, I don't buy that whole philosophy at all. I think that they would totally let me do that and like calm down and like get off, get off of it and like. But is that where you like? See, that's, that's I think that it's about where you want to be. Like that may not be the great concept for Cat and Cloud or for Trubacher or whatever, but right, and but that probably won't happen to someone like me. Right. But I feel like if I wanted to move into a different realm of coffee, I could with that company. Which is a great thing for the company to offer, but in my mind, just personally, it doesn't have anything to do with like our business or our blog, just me personally. It's a dangerous proposition in that where you want to be is maybe not always what you're good at. So right. let's say you get burnout on sales. You're like, I want to go work in production. Maybe you suck at production and maybe the company allowing you to go work in production as like a favor to you because you're an awesome employee and mm -hmm. really enthusiastic is actually the wrong thing to do. Is it the wrong thing to do versus losing the employee? Maybe. I don't think so. I mean, if you're, if you're excellent, let's just, I'm not, let's take you as an example. Just no, not like this is a real totally thing. Totally do but it. Let's say you are excellent at sales, which mm -hmm. I think you are, and right? Good save. <laughs> Let's say you're super cool, which I believe that you are. Let's say you have someone who's excellent at sales, and they don't want to do sales anymore, or they're burnt out on sales. So your options are cut them loose, 
or put them in a job that they're really not that good at, I feel like cutting them loose is the better option because either way, you don't have that person in sales anymore. You lose a good salesperson. But the the danger to having someone in a position where they don't excel does more damage for a company, I think, than just like, I'm saving that person. Because I've mm-hmm. seen that happen in a lot of jobs where people get like severely misplaced because they're good um, like old standing employees and it's really not doing anyone any favors. I agree with that. I think that maybe using production was a, a bad example. I'm just saying but anything, like, yeah, yeah, I think that if you wanted, like if I wanted to re- regress and go back to just doing training or something like that, mm-hmm. they right. would let me. Flexibility as long as you're going to excel in the position. Right, right. totally, totally. Because I, I would totally spill coffee everywhere if I was bagging. Well, what about a whole con? Uh, I'm like- horrible at bagging too. Let's just, <laughs> let's just be real. Way and fill. I would be... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you put the coffee in the top and you make it brown, right? Oh, son of a beast! Oh, do, do, it's gonna come out weird. Should I turn up the heat? Yeah, <laughs> I should probably turn it up to a two or a three. I don't know. Yeah, but what if what if your company actually just offered like a mental health leave and was just like, we want you so bad that you should take a month off and we'll pick up the slack for you. Oh, and that is something that we do as well. You probably yeah. do at Equator, but that's like to me, um, that might be more valuable for a company, and that's. That's also something that I've always bo- I, I want out of. A or company. just having flexible PTO, like exactly. I uh, that's I, great I love that. Like that's like the most grown up thing I have going for me right now. I'm like, yeah, like I'm going to Roasters Guild in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. I'm not a roaster, so right. there's no real ROI for my company to send me. Mm-hmm. But I get to do it as part of my barter with the SCA, and I'm gonna go and take classes and get professionally developed and all that stuff. Right. And also take off a couple extra days because I just came off a 32-day trip or whatever. There also might be some ROI in there, right? There's probably uh, there ROI. probably is, but like... Like just in the in- mental health enthusiasm category. Yeah, 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 totally. And like me and Devorah and Caitlin are going to go hang out at the pool and like... Passion. Well, yeah. plus, I mean, I'd imagine like you're not a roaster, right? No, but it's But people probably so cool. ask you questions about roasting when you're selling. Yes. Right? Yes. It's all there. I had some it's all guy, there. I had some guy ask me the other day, like, what, did we test the solubility of our coffee before we blend it? And you're all, yeah, first crack. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what, what do you need? Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm trying to be like all nice and like, don't know what he's trying to get at. <laughs> and I just, and right as he was saying it, I was going to be like, are you reading Barista Hustle? And then he was like, well, I read Barista Hustle. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> You're all weird. You're all, damn you, Matt. I'm yeah. like, I love and I hate you at the same time right now, Matt Ferger. Matt so. and Al, barista hustle. <laughs> Just had to do that. Two incredibly handsome guys. Mm. One's in ma- Australia, the <laughs> other's Seattle. <laughs> A couple of sweet couple freaking of bros. bros. <laughs> World so champion. Yeah. Uh, Who? Perger. Brewer's Cup, right? Cocktail master uh, or coffee, coffee and good spirits. something. Yeah, coffee and good spirits. And then second in the WBC. Second in WBC, WBC. the wor- the year that uh, Pete won. Remember yep. when he was running around like a little lab mouse with all the grinders? Oh god! Oh, we lost Jared. <laughs> Matt is like. <laughs> I heard lab mouse, but lab I don't mouse. think any lab mouse would look like Justin Timberlake. Oh, <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm he's like, j- his little his little avatar. I'm just like, fuck this guy, dude. Tim what are you doing? You're too sexy. Like him a <laughs> did you think he can dance though? Because if he can't oh, dance, God. oh no, he can not. dance. I saw him in uh, Vienna because he did a tamper tantrum too there, and I was <laughs> like, oh, who's this guy? And he was talking about his whatever, and that was the first time I really talked to him, and he was 
fucking cutting the rug like <laughs> gnarly. He can dance, dude. He's got the whole handsome guy kit dialed in. And like he might as well be a world champion, right? Of oh, everything. Yeah. Everybody like, knows him. Yeah. I'm just gonna call him. I just world want champion. him to write about not weird sciencey things on this blog as no, much. No, 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 no. But that's like his zone and No, I, no yeah. I, isn't that his zone though? And he's so good at it and I feel like But it can be dangerous to those people that are opening up new cafes I agree to you. and that like I, I agree don't know what they're doing. 100%. And they're like Fair. the EK is great for everything and it's like then I get these calls from wholesale accounts that are like my FECO is overflowing. I'm like, are you grinding on the EK? Hello. <laughs> hey gay. <laughs> Uh, unless you're gonna sift that shit, fucking get a G two. Like, well, yeah. I, I I think that's <laughs> or great. Get a sifter. Or well, get a I, sifter. I love that people read his stuff, and I, I I feel like there's a lot of pressure. Let's say you're gonna start a coffee blog or something like that, and there's probably a lot of pressure on like, oh, dude, how am I gonna, how am I gonna out techie someone like Matt or someone like Ben? And the answer is like, you can't. Like you can't yeah. be the better version of like Matt Parker. You just can't do it. He's got it dialed in. And you that's could be Scott Rayo. You could be Rayo, and then you're like Rayo's on just like a different planet. different trip. Yeah, Rayo's on a different trip. But like you, we have that point of view, and it's an awesome point of view. And then like I want to hear more more weird points of view, right? Like I like different. I like I mean I personally get a lot out of his blog, but I feel like there should be like a login, like <laughs> like a. <laughs> Where's your head at before you get in here? No, just like, you know, you got to qualify to read this blog or something. Do you know what extraction <laughs> means? And if you don't get in the range, then no. Like there's a password or something. Like it's speakeasy. We kind of need that for this blog, actually. We're trying, we want to make sure that anybody can listen to this. And there's a lot of barista Jimmy Jams that we throw out there in general. That, like extraction, what's that mean? Oh, uh, the rate it's sol- how solubles come out of coffee or something like that. Yeah, right? I mean, even like for somebody who's even extraction is just like yeah, pulling you know flavor out of coffee, right? Even mm-hmm. the more like basic way to say it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody might hear I was extraction trying to get and be fancy. like, "No, you crushed it." I'm just I'm like if my if my mom jumped on here right and she was like extraction, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're listening to this and you hear something that you don't understand, send us a, a tweet or an email. Um, hit us up at Cat Cloud Coffee or at Trubaca. Turns out we have like 15,000 different social media things we need to figure out. That's true. Or send an email to info at catandcloud.com and be like, what is extraction? What is the, What are these things that you're talking about? It's kind of good, though, that you guys are doing it in this way because like, when I was doing uh, the Coffee Uncut podcast, mm-hmm. Just recently, like maybe a month ago, my buddy Daniel, who does Provisions Coffee, which is a nonprofit roastery in Arizona, he's like, he texts me, he's like, dude, you'll never believe this. I'm like, what? He's like, this guy walked in and goes, hey, are you Daniel Suh from Coffee Uncut? Whoa. Yeah. And it was this enthusiast guy that like worked in the area, had downloaded the podcast, had listened to it, Googled Daniel, found out where he worked and was like, hey, like you guys have careers in coffee. I want to talk to you about this. Like, what do I do? He's like... In his 30s, like an engineer, and he's like, everybody I'm in coffee is just so cool. Like, how do I get started? Whoa. Like, career yeah, change. That's pretty awesome. You know, so, like, I think that even getting geeky sometimes with this stuff is, like, showing that there is a sub-community that mm-hmm. exists. And w- it's such a low barrier to entry. All you got to do is start asking questions. Right. Because we're so young. And we're so open. Like, we have the most liberal-minded, like, open book people 
in coffee, you know. We are pretty approachable for the right. Most part. You're never gonna get. Well, you probably won't get a, a coffee professional where you're like, what, what is what is solubility? You wouldn't understand. That's true. Thank no goodness. one would no. ever say that. No, they would tell you what it is. They would they would explain these things to you. So you had the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that I was on <laughs> that never got released. I was not allowed to release your podcast. But Who said? You were... Uh, um, <laughs> Jesse? Oh, that's the same one, right? We talked <laughs> about funny. it. But, but not on the air. Now we're on the air. Um, Uh-oh. But your po- no, your podcast was um, was really hot for a yeah, while. Like people were listening to your, to your podcast. I was listening to it. So what? where do you go? Like, you know, we talked about Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you read for coffee or do you or do you get your information elsewhere right now i get a lot of my information i, I read the barista hustle blogs i've mm-hmm. been re- doing the open coffee forum which mm-hmm. is really cool um i also constantly read uh james hoffman's blog i love his blog um i talk to my friends mostly yeah like, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have friends that know a lot more about coffee than i do mm-hmm. um like Scott Rail's a good friend of mine. Um, Bronwyn's a good friend of mine. You guys are good friends of mine. Like I talked to Devora. Ant f- is like a mm-hmm. uh, brewer's cup judge and and a roaster and a barista all in one. Like yeah. so, I talk to my friends about coffee a lot. And there's a great humility in our industry where if we don't know, we say, "I don't know. Let's yeah. find out." I need help with this. Let's find out together. Mm-hmm. And that's super cool. Um, but that's kind of, I feel like right now I, I read a lot more Fast Company and like inked magazines and like business magazines than right. I do coffee stuff. But um, yeah, I try to I try to stay hip to the game and like watch all the new brewers that are coming out and like the technology and whatnot. But yeah, I'm a big advocate of talking to your friends mm-hmm. as a source for information. Mac, who works at Verve actually, mm-hmm. had just texted me the other day and he's like, Hey man, where do you go for information? Like, is there a blog or a website that I need to know about that I don't know about? Like, what do you do with your questions? And I said to him basically the same thing that you just said is like, well, man, you know all these people, just call them, reach ask out, them, text them. So, um, Mac, I still owe you an email that I need to write you about <laughs> baskets because I failed you. I have failed the city as a friend. It's super true though, like just asking questions and your friends that do know more than you that will do it right though will ask you, well, why do you think that way? Right. Mm-hmm. And if you get in a really solid conversation with someone, you can take that knowledge and uh, you can kind of filter out what's applicable to your situation and what's not. To Whereas if you write a blog, even when I write stuff, like some of that doesn't fit everyone's universe. You know, Some of it's like deeply rooted in certain ideologies or only will work in a certain situation. Um, but if you're engaged, if I'm talking to Jared and I'm like, okay, like, what are you doing with espresso like this? Mm-hmm. Okay, like why? Okay, what's this customer service thing that makes this happen? And you can kind of get a feel for mm-hmm. where the other person's coming from, so you can give or receive better advice. Yeah, my favorite advice. question is like the fluffy cappuccino. That's my favorite. Oh, question. the fluffy. Yeah, how do you attack the fluffy cappuccino? Hey man, if they pick it up and it's not light enough, redo it. That's a pretty good answer. Like. They're paying for the coffee. They're paying for the milk. I would love that. I would love if you had a all foam button in your register that just was a two dollar upcharge. Mm. That would make me happy. <laughs> Take the foam. 
Yeah, or like, you know, espresso over ice, like for the guy that you know that's gonna do a ghetto latte, like an right. immediate four fifty charge. It's like for that sixteen ounce cup and all the milk he's gonna pour into it at the red, at the condiment stand. Like it's been made for. But yeah, I mean, per se it does a fluffy cappuccino, but it's all microfoam. And it just sits on the top of the espresso and in like a cupcake swirl. Yeah, it probably tastes really good too. It's, and they make you like swirl it right? and taste mm-hmm. it. And it's freaking phenomenal. Like it's super delish. That's what it's about. Yeah, I go back. My cappuccino journey is so back and forth <laughs> to where I was like, I needed a little bit of fluff and then I went really flat, like almost flat white. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of coming back to where I want, like I want like a little more texture. Just a touch of fluff. I just want a little fluff. Yeah. <laughs> we got a fluffer over here. Uh, we got a fluffer uh, over here. <laughs> it's like, I don't really care about the fucking contrast on the side of the latte. I want some color infusion and some fluff, guys. Oh, dude, I should show you these pictures. You know what I'm saying? Show me. The Baccarat Hotel in New York. So they want like things to be specific. Like Burt Baccarat. So I had to go back to my day in Kean, and I was like, how do I pour a perfect circle? Oh, I love it. And so we trained them to pour the perfect circle for the cap, and then... Boom, that's tight. See, oh. I would, I would drink that. Oh, see, that's, that's nice. That's I like beautiful. That. I love that. The and monk's head. Yeah, man. But like a perfect circle monk's head is so much easier to teach than like trying to get them to pour a heart or whatever. Like, and okay, latte. what you showed me before that mm-hmm. circle looks better than that other thing. Yeah, because this one's like super symmetrical. Yeah, it's just perfect. It's like a little butt. Yeah, it's got a little little thing on the top. A little satin sugar like right it. there. We'll put I a, like it. We should put a picture in the um. On the blog? In the show notes or on the blog or yeah, something. Yeah, I'll text this to you. But yeah, yeah it's text, like, text those two pictures to me. And it's like me. a perfect centimeter of foam. It's a 4.5 ounce cup. There you go. Like, it's going to be delicious. I think those look so nice. They look so good. That's yeah. how I used to do all my competition ones. Yep. Just like straight up. Dude, if everybody did that for competition. They'd probably do all right. The cappuccino scores would go away. But there's no cappuccinos anymore. Anyway. Yeah. Those milk drink scores. <laughs> do you have any advice for any of the youngsters who are getting into coffee? Who maybe have preconceived notions about what it means to be a barista. Yeah. Be nice to people and just ask a lot of questions, but the be nice to people part is kind of the most important. Yeah. Like you're basically God at five in the morning. You know, you can, (laughs) you can make or break someone's day by being a dick. Mm. So why not use that power for good rather than evil? And I'm with you. Do that. So, and just ask questions. Don't be afraid, especially for the, like, not to get all lady power, but especially for the ladies out there. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want for the ladies and the gents. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be amazed what you get if you ask for it. I never thought that I would have this dream. Never thought I would. I'm living a life beyond my wildest dreams. That's awesome. Because I asked for it. I so. mean, that's good advice. Yeah. Like Don't you be never afraid. Know. Like, what's the worst they can say? No. Really, though? That is literally the worst Hey, can I have a raise? No. No. But, <laughs> or hey, can I have Saturday off? Sure. Right. You know, hey, can I learn how to roast coffee? Yes, you can. Like, just ask for what you want. You might get it. I think you could get it. All right. We're going to go into a lightning round. I'm so excited. We're going to do so many great things. You writing really fast? <laughs> oh, don't cheat on it. You need to write I, I tweeted the blueprint. I hope they don't get mad. No, Why they love they it. They mad? responded. Oh, they did? Yeah, uh, they said something about Care Paravel or something like that. What? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Care Paravel. Shout out to C.S. Lewis. <laughs> Our proximity <laughs> to Provel? Exactly.
exactly. STL forever? That's why I said Paravel. <laughs> St. Louis. St. Louis represents. STL forever? Oh, man. Look, Nora Brady's my girl. She's amazing. Where did she even come from? Uh, she came from Peregrine, I believe. Oh. Right? No, no, or Caldies. One Caldies? of those two. Yeah, I can't remember. I always like to hear where people came from. Uh, she has a pretty good pedigree, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she's got she's a good. I called uh, Blueprint one time and I was like, is Mike there? And uh, they put Mike on the phone, which I thought was cool. Mike's great. Um, Mike is great. You know who else is great? I was thinking, I just spent some time with his, uh, Mr. Lewinton. Oh, Sam? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, love that dude. Speaking Sam's of mentors, tight. like the one thing, not the one thing, but the, one of the things that he's a big mentor of mine at that I've been doing recently is the white shirt challenge on the bar. Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the white shirt ta- challenge. And I worked a whole shift at Facebook recently and like in a white t-shirt. Did you do that with uh, Kevin and that whole crew or is that a different scenario? No. No? It was with... Uh, <laughs> Am I thinking of the wrong thing? <laughs> yeah. No, St. Frank's there. So well. St. Frank's there, um, but they're in like building 20. We were doing the pop-up store. Okay. Um, so there's only been two specialty coffee companies that have been there so far, and that's Verve and, Face- and uh, Equator at Facebook. Okay. They have a little pop-up on their main street. Um, sometimes it's jewelry stores. Sometimes it's food. Sometimes it's coffee, whatever. Um, but I saw Percy and Julian there. Like They walked in and like got uh-huh. coffee. It was really interesting. What were they doing there? Uh, Julian was checking out all the Nova Simonelli's at Facebook because they have like a bunch. But what was Percy doing? Percy's working for St. Frank, Frank at the Facebook location. That's what he's, he's doing. Temp. He's a temp. Yeah. Maybe he's, he's not, a, not temp. a temp. I don't know what he is. He's Brent living. said he was there temporarily, though. Oh, really? Yep. Let me see those lightning round. I'm Almost gonna, done. I'm going to add a couple. <laughs> you can okay. see them right now. You I can't read that. Read Look, this? let me take off my glasses. Yeah, take off your glasses. Now I'm blind. See, there you go. Hold on. Last one. Last one. I'm, I might add another one. I like the lightning round. Oh, man. That was the best thing about Coffee Uncut was the, like, the trivia, except I would just crack up every time someone gets something wrong. <laughs> Wait, you never asked us trivia? Yes, I did. You guys were drunk by the end of it. Um, I was in my bedroom by myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Still drunk, though. Still drunk. Remember I asked you all that NBA trivia, and you guys got nothing, and you were like... Oh, yeah, we were horrible. What were you we saying? We were horrible. Carl... Carl Malone. To every, everything. Every, every, every question was, was Carl, Carl Malone. Malone. Yeah, I should Carl I should Malone. pull that out of the archives and just edit just That was like <laughs> super pathetic on the trivia. I I thought Kyle was going to know more. Dude, you and Jesse and Kyle were all like we were give me NBA trivia, give me NBA trivia, fuck I coffee thought, trivia. I thought Kyle was going to come through. And you guys got none of them right. And I I dug deep. I did work for that. That's me. <laughs> I did work. <laughs> you like that one, don't you? <laughs> oh no. Oh, man. Okay, here, let me just ask you wait, this thing. Wait. This isn't even on the lightning round. Do you like Wes Anderson? Yes. Awesome. Favorite Wes Anderson movie? The Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, why? Because George Clooney's sexy, no matter if he's a fox without he, a tail. Yeah, this is only, that's his only film, isn't it, with Wes Anderson? Mm-hmm. Um, it would, I'd have to go Fantastic Mr. Fox, then Royal Tannenbaums. Mm-hmm. Then Life Aquatic. Okay. Then Rushmore. Okay. Rushmore. It's a fourth. Rushmore's a fourth for you. And then Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, Moonrise Grand Kingdom. Grand Budapest is probably below that. Okay. Those are See, all good. Oh, man. I, I really like Moonrise Kingdom, but R- Rushmore's got a special place in my heart. Life Aquatic does for me, too. Son of a bitch. Full I'm sick Z2. of these <laughs> dolphins. <laughs> if you ever go to Denver, go to my friend Joe Findice. His house. Joe, dude, just <laughs> that works at Pablo's now. Um, his walking into his house is like walking in into a goddamn Wes Anderson movie. Is it really? I want to yes. do that. It would be. He has like so many typewriters and like. Jesus. 
It's kind of like actually Patrick Melroy's house, who uh, is our sponsor from Polestring Press. His house is pretty impressive too. He's got a he's got cards on the roof on the on the ceiling from doing magic tricks, <gasps> and he's got multiple hats that you can wear and Nerf guns, at least five Nerf guns with unlimited darts. So we're going, we're going there after this. Yeah, right? we could pop over there real quick nice. for a bit. And he's, uh, what else Magic. do you have? Multi yeah, he's got all sorts of stuff. We might, we might be ready. We'll do it. I'm ready. Well, we, we have to swap, right? Okay, here. Or no. Yeah, yeah, we'll get close. Here. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Come on over. Come on over, baby. Come on over. Sick harmony, you guys. Do you guys want to start a band? Yes. Is that good? Oh, but <laughs> don't you know I got so much Ooh, going on. Yeah, we yeah. don't even need to edit that shit. No, we'll probably keep it real. Um, I'm ready. All right, Alex Littlejohn, are you ready for the lightning round? Yes. Yes. Lorenzo or Julie? Lorenzo. Flute or guitar? Flute. Rye or bourbon? Rye. Who will be the next president? Hillary Clinton. Oh, that's awesome. Heavy metal or punk rock? Punk rock. Clowns or snakes? Snakes. Hip hop or country? Hip hop. Is Latin dead? <laughs> oh, yes. Question mark. It's <laughs> a dead language, they say. Ryan Gosling or Ryan Reynolds? Oh. For what purpose? Oh, <laughs> girl! Uh, <laughs> I'd marry Ryan Gosling, but I'd do other bad things to Ryan Reynolds. Nice. Respectable. There we go. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Costa Mesa, California. Always. Uh, I think she is in Costa Mesa. What a peasy. Dang. What's her favorite thing to do there? Uh, go to the park? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Carmen San Diego is boring. <laughs> she hangs out with Waldo. Okay. Well, that was a, you nailed the lightning round. Yeah. Uh, we've got both Ryans in the other room, and so you can just do what you will. Nice. Yeah, they're ready. We paid I gave them well. A call. <laughs> oh, I want a pair of those Ryan Gosling pants that Maria Hill, well, <laughs> Maria Hill has. Maria Hill has some Gosling pants? Dude, she has these Gosling pants. They're like a total collage of face of Gosling the everywhere. Collage. <laughs> Wrap me up in some gauze and just call it a day. Oh, my gosh. Well, you guys, well, that does it with our show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alex Littlejohn, for being on here. Can you tell people where to reach you and find you on internet and social media? Absolutely. You can follow me at Raven Speaking. You can also send me an email at stuffandthingscoffee at gmail.com or for work-related stuff through the SEA, barista at the SEA.org. Nice. We've had a great time. If you guys want to find out more about myself and my partner in crime over here, Chris Baca. Go ahead and hit us up on the internet at catandcloud.com. That's C-A-T-A-N-D-C-L-O-U-D.com. We also have many, many social medias. Cat Cloud Coffee. That's the one. At Instagram, at Tweeters. At Tweeters. This has been the Cat and Cloud Podcast brought to you by the Pull String Press. And this is Chris, Jared, and ALJ hey. signing off. Woo-woo! <laughs>